1: Hey there and hello. I'm your Bobby Flay hostess with the mostess, Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Yo Mouth. In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food, who's always in the, in the mood she- to lick it right, lick it good. Oh, show oh, you how to. Oh hug. God, that's good. I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo. Like goosebumps. <laughs> hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the is Michael Munoz, and I am... Wet in my britches today for our guests. I am so excited to have Chef Ash Falk from Pleasant Hill, California here with me today. Say hi to the people, Chef. Hi, people. How are you? Yeah. So, um, Chef Ash is known as one of the competitors from season six of Bravo's hit series, Top Chef. Yes, folks, you heard right. Top Chef. Here on In Your Mouth, we are uh, climbing. The <laughs> latter. Yes. <laughs> My favorite part about this is that he was even deemed the season's queer triple threat. Yes, Queen. Um, so, Folk is an entirely self taught. Locavore, who focuses on regional and seasonal preparations and operates by the principle, if it grows together, it goes together. Since Top Chef, he has made many television appearances, including The Rachel Ray Show, Chopped Grill Masters, and even was named as Out magazine's top 100 we have a lot to unpack and i am so excited to have you here so thank you thank you how are you i'm good i'm good i'm glad to be here yes and happy national bavarian cream pie day i love a
0: bavarian cream pie thank god for bavarians
1: um, I, I hear you're a custard master. <laughs> I was reading. Oh, I do. I do a lot of custard.
0: Well, I, I'm only a custard master because I'm not good at anything else, pastry. Okay. So when I was a pastry chef at a restaurant, I just made all these custards because it was the one thing I knew how to do. So it all was right. like ice cream and creme brulee and all that stuff. So what's
1: the difference between Bavarian cream and Boston cream?
0: Well, one's you, you know not American, so I prefer the American cream. Okay, no, uh, just uh, <laughs>
1: kidding. <laughs> um, it's pretty I'll, much the same I'll, thing. I'll, I'll take the cream anywhere I can get exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> all over myself. <laughs> Yes, Um, and really quickly, um, today in Gay History, today is actually a very very special day, and Chef Ash has listened to the pod, so he knows that I conjure the voices of our gay elders. In 1978, Harvey Milk and San Francisco's uh, Mayor George Moscone uh, were assassinated by former city supervisor Dan White. Without uh, people like Harvey Milk, I wouldn't be able to be sitting here with Ash, and so uh, Um, A big shout out and honor to him on this day. And in saying that, why don't we just take a quick moment of silence in honor of Harvey Milk. And so we're back. And on much of a lighter note, um, yeah, thanks for being on the pod. How are you? Now, I want to know, how does a boy from Pleasant Hills, California, end up being uh, the head chef and operations manager here at Hills Country Barbecue.
0: Well, uh, it's kind of a, you know, I just started cooking in high, just out of high school. Okay, um, I really wasn't very good at school. I, in fact, I barely graduated high school. I had to take a continuation to graduate. All right. um, couldn't sit still, you know, college wasn't for me. Didn't know what to do. So I, I went and worked at a restaurant as like a prep cook. And I just sort of fell in love with the vibe of the restaurant. I fell in love with not just the cooking aspect, but like just like the feel of a restaurant. I mean, you work in the industry. You know. Like, yeah. The vibe in a restaurant can be really special, and it's just active, and it's alive, and it's electric. Um, and I love like, all the diversity and the different walks of life that were in a restaurant. So I uh, I just fell in love with it and um, kept doing it, and then moved to San Diego for a while, worked there. And then I just was like, I got to be where the big boys are. I got to get to New York City. So.
1: Wow. Wow. And I love that you're self-taught, much like myself, and you may not know this about me, uh, a little history in your mouth, listeners. I met Chef Ash at... um, Is it okay that I call you Chef Ash?
0: You can call (laughs) me Ash, Chef Ash. Ash.
1: Ash. I met Ash at the... LGBT Center's Garden Party mm-hmm. which is a fundraiser that they do to kick off Pride Week and it's one of my favorite events and my friends' favorite events every year to go to. It's a walk around tasting and drink fest and everybody's dressed up to the nines and then I reconnected with Ash at the recently at the New York Wine and Food Festival which somebody was a little shady because he said, wasn't I supposed to be in your pod? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I dropped the ball. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The shade of it all. That's okay. Now we got the Thanksgiving episode. That's the best episode, right? Uh, Yes, for sure. So, back to um, getting to New York. Yeah. Right? Um, So, you come to New York to play with the big boys. Um, what's your first job here? How, how did that all happen?
0: So so I got to New York with, with a few hundred bucks in my pocket, and I thought I would come and New York would welcome me in as a, oh, thank you for coming. I'm so glad you're here finally.
1: It's like that scene from Annie where she gets <laughs> off the bus and she's like, NYC. Exactly, totally, totally.
0: I thought I was ready, <laughs> and of course, you know, there were a lot of doors slammed in my face. I, I'd left, I was in San Diego, I'd been a sous chef at the W Hotel, I'd, I'd opened a restaurant, I I knew, I knew my way around, and I just could not find a job, so I had to take a line cook job. Um, and I took a line cook job at a restaurant called Tressel on 10th, which okay. is on 10th Avenue and 24th. It's no longer there under uh, Chef Ralph Krutel. And I just worked there and I worked my way up and I actually stayed there until I came to Hill Country.
1: Wow. Yeah, wow. it was a great
0: experience. And I realized that there is something until you cook in New York, you really haven't cooked anywhere.
1: Um, well, then I guess I'm a uh, Michelin star <laughs> yeah, rated. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Being born and raised. But that's what I was uh, telling you, going back. Um, what I love about you is that you're self-taught, and much like I am, and this is something you don't know about me, uh, my entire culinary um, experience and journey has also been self-taught. Yeah. I have learned from some of the most amazing chefs that I've watched while serving uh, in uh, many of the New York like major restaurants yeah. uh, that I don't mention on the pod for <laughs> very specific reasons. Uh, I even so much had a uh, own my own uh, custom cake business for oh, a fun. while. Oh, that's that I, amazing. Uh, no, it was not. No, fun. it was not. Fun. <laughs> Cakes <laughs> are tough, man. Cakes are tough. I got drunk at um, <laughs> Flaming Saddles, this gay bar, this uh-huh. country gay bar. Oh, yeah, I've been there. And the owners, um, these two straight people whom I love, uh, I asked me to make uh, a purse cake for his wife, purse Jackie. Purse first? Okay. Yeah, purse first. And I said, sure. I woke up the next day, and I called my best friend Michael, and I said, um, <laughs> I think I promised a purse cake to somebody. And he goes, good luck, girl. And he hung up on me. <laughs> And that was my, the, my foray into custom cake baking for a while. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, I cried over every last one. I'm sure. Well, you should cry over a cake. The, yeah, it's the, no. no. The
0: salty tears make it great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so being self-taught and working your way up through the kitchen, how did you end up landing on barbecue?
0: Well, that's interesting. So I I was on Top Chef. I got off the show and I had this impression before the show that the only way to be a great cook was fine dining, really nice cooking. Um, And it wasn't really food that I loved. I didn't spend a lot of time in fine dining restaurants. I didn't eat there. And so I got off the show and I kind of wandered about a bit. I did a consulting, which, you know, consulting chef means unemployed. Yeah. Um, But I was unemployed for the summer. I actually spent the summer on Fire Island cooking uh, at the Blue Whale. If you've ever been out to Fire Island.
1: Yes. What Um, summer was that?
0: Oh, God. It would have been 2010? Oh, interesting. I, th- I think, I, think I... I remember you. You were with the lash, the long lashes and the no. sparkles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Only during Invasion. Yeah.
0: I was there during Invasion. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It was great fun. It was a great gay summer to be out there. And it really, yeah. like, um, just you were immersed in the, in the gay culture out there. And it's, uh, yeah. it was really fun.
1: Just hanging out, uh, making barbecue in the meat rack. I mean, pretty, pretty
0: much. Actually, that, that was that was in the downfall of the meat rack. That was when yeah. it was starting to fall apart. But... Um, uh, damn grinder, but, damn it. uh, yeah, so I, so I, I cooked out there, consulted out there for a summer and then I, um, came back to New York and I just, I was looking for a job and I, if I'm honest, I was just becoming more and more broke and I was like, God, I really need to find a gig, any gig. And, um, I was at Le Cirque, and I was trailing at Oh, well, Am I allowed to say names yeah, of you things? Okay. Say, yeah. Okay. It's true. Le Cirque. Okay. We're at Le <laughs> I was at Le Cirque, and I trailed for a position and they weren't really offering me the money or any real money. And my headhunter called me and said, do you want to come over to this place, Hill Country? And I was like, I'm not cooking barbecue for a living. Like, what? Are you crazy? I am a chef extraordinaire, right? Uh, and I called my uh, buddy at the time, uh, Ashley Merriman, who is, uh, now works at uh, Prune, married to Gabrielle Hamilton. Yes. And she said to me, she Drop goes... Drop
1: all the names,
0: honey. Just give me all yeah, <laughs> the names. I just names. Thought, you know, just yeah, you can pick that name up. <laughs> but uh, actually, we haven't talked in a while, but we should. Um, so I, I reached out to her, and we were just chatting on the phone. She's like, well, what do you like to eat? And I had said... Well, I like to eat barbecue. And she's like, why don't you cook what you want to eat? And I didn't realize that I'd been sort of um, wearing somewhat of a false face in the fine dining world. And like, really, what I like to do was cook big giant slabs of meat and, you know, do that. So.
1: Yeah. That's kind of how it started. That. Yeah. I love and I've been
0: here that. now for almost 10 years. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, and you've garnered this place two stars by ah, the New yes. York Times. So let's not. Let's let the children know, honey. <laughs> Let's let them know that. Well, it was on my watch, but. Yes, this is uh, the New York Times' first restaurant, that, a barbecue place that they.
0: Is the first. We have a few that have joined us Mighty Quinn's, Hometown uh, Barbecue. Mighty
1: Quinn's is so delicious. Yeah, Mighty,
0: especially Second Avenue. He was a great chef. Another name. There you go. Pick it up. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, yeah just give me all the names. <laughs> yes. So I wanted, I'm, I kind of want to dive into um, the gayness of it all and <laughs> growing up in a kitchen being a, a gay man and what that means. Because in this uh, male-dominated industry that's very hyper-masculine, yeah. I'm sure that you have encountered some sort of, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe you haven't, some, uh, some sort of difficulties coming up through the kitchen. You know, uh, almost like women chefs have to like prove themselves and or, or go the extra mile just because they're women in this hyper-masculine, uh, you know, yeah, dominated absolutely. industry.
0: Absolutely. I mean, coming up. So, you know, I, I started doing this, you know, when I was 18 or so. And um, I I really it was tough coming up. And, and what you what you do is you sort of hide a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky that I can pass. My husband reminds me of that all the time. Um, But, you know, that I just don't have a lot of, you know, you don't know naturally looking at me that I'm gay. But that sort of is great in one one sense but in another sense it's like all around you there is all of the peripheral bullying of of using hate speech and and saying things that are terrible i mean you know uh, the there were a lot of words thrown around the kitchen that i don't i would never say and i don't say and a lot of like jokes about you know whatever gay jokes and this and that so it's like you're you're around it and and being able to people not suspecting i guess that i was gay and i would never tell
1: people you know for the first few years So so did you have to, like, come out in the kitchen? Is that, like, a second coming out?
0: Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, I never actually, until I left San Diego, well, I was in um, my, when I left the W Hotel in San Diego, Mm -hmm. um, at the next restaurant, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, I need to just, like, come in, be honest. Uh, You know, and I always would justify it away. And looking back, I see it as a justification. Like, well, I don't need to tell people my business. You know, not realizing that there's probably some other gay cooks, gay waiters that you know me as the sous chef or as the pastry chef, like standing up and being like, "Okay, it's cool, guys. I'm I'm gay, and we're all going to be okay with that."
1: Yeah, um, um, I I mean it. it's it's just really really important. I it think, is, yeah. um, and especially since I've turned up the gay volume on the podcast to see um, queer people, LGBTQ people um, thriving and being excellent in other veins other than television. Mm-hmm. You know like making marks in this industry and creating space for us and letting people know in the spirit of Harvey Milk, mm-hmm. hello today, letting coming out of the closet and into the streets yeah, exactly. to let the people know.
0: And it was really important. And I, I in some of those early years, I definitely, you know, hold some shame about not just being honest because I don't think I was ever worked at a place where there would have been, you know, anything terrible happened to me. You know, I'm very mm-hmm. lucky. I'm from California. You know, we're a pretty, pretty liberal state. But, yes. you know, I, I just regret that. When I came to New York, I just decided I wouldn't ever hide again, and I was just honest with people from day one.
1: That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I need to let the In Your Mouth listeners know that we are potting live <laughs> from Hill, the basement of Hill Country Barbecue, their, their second space. It looks like they they have a stage down here for bands and We and do live music. Uh-huh. And so on. So if you hear a little squeak in the background or some people talking, we're... We're potting out of a full functioning restaurant. It's real, it's
0: authentic barbecue realness. authentic
1: barbecue. Yes, honey. So back to being, um, back to like coming out in the kitchen and like just queer excellence and highlighting that and praising that, because that's beautiful. Um, Did you have have a hard coming out? Would you mind sharing your coming out story?
0: No, it's actually, I mean, that's the funny thing about, I think um, when you're really ready and you're really confident, It's not hard because there is a. You just put your foot down. You say this is what you accept, and that's it. And you know, I'm very lucky because when I was telling people in the kitchen, I was I was the boss. (laughs) Like I was the sous chef by that point, so it was like, this is it. And if you don't like it, I'm here. You you gotta go. Yeah, (laughs) that's. And I never really had any issues. I mean, you know, and again, it's 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 about keeping a sense of humor and understanding that you're dealing with a lot of people from very different walks of life that have had lifetime of. You know their perspective on the world has been ingrained for a lifetime, and sometimes it takes a lot of patience to, you know, make change. And and you, I I tend to meet that change not as a, a freight train. You know, I tend to meet that train soft, change softly, and I welcome when people are wrong and 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 soft corrections and teaching them sort of a proper way to speak. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean those teachable moments are so valuable, especially being uh, led. Because you run, you run this joint, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the captain at the helm, those teachable moments are so, so important. Because you're doing such a great job and, and creating your mark in this business in the barbecue world, to see to be that inspiration and to be um, a gay man is just it's just invaluable and then you
0: know? that's, that's true and then i entered the barbecue world which is incredibly macho yeah um but one of my mentors was actually a woman uh pit master, uh, elizabeth carmel another name. yeah uh-huh. um, I'm,
1: I'm tagging everybody <laughs> she's she's
0: amazing she's <laughs> super talented and um she was one of my mentors and it was just she talked a lot about being a woman in in the world and i was like well i'm gonna be a gay dude in, in the barbecue world and she's like it'll be fine and it is really strange because these people that you would think you know stereotypically from the south from from very rural areas, from probably very red states. Uh-huh. Um, they all come together, and, and it doesn't really... There is a community that you focus on the food, and that's really what's what's actually important, is great ribs, great great barbecue. So yeah. I felt really great about the community welcoming me. So For good.
1: sure, for sure, for sure. And about home life, did you have a heart coming out that way as well? Or? <laughs> so uh,
0: Can we talk about yeah, it? We can, yeah, we can, we um, can. In high school, I got in a fight with my mother, as, as you do. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was about. I mean, bologna sandwich or something. It's yeah. something stupid. I
1: hate you. I hate you. And I'm gay. <laughs> was that.
0: And my mother responded with like the, the craziest. She said, so? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. So what? She's like, let's talk more about the bologna. Like I'm pissed about whatever we were arguing about. Uh, my father, I did a little more picture, picturesque. And I actually never officially told him until I met my husband in New York just a few years ago. And I was like, "This this guy's for me. Like, I'm going to be with him forever. I'm so in love. You know, head over heels for him." Um, and so this was, you know, I, I I go back for Thanksgiving, and we're walking on this beautiful fall November day in Georgia, and there's like leaves falling, and everything's perfect. I'm like, Dad, and I tell him like, "I'm I'm dating this guy, Kyle," and he's like. Okay, <laughs> that was it, you know. But in my head, I thought it was going to be this big thing, and Dad was going to freak out. My dad's super liberal and cool, but uh, so I, I'm, I'm one of the luck. I always count myself very lucky because I've heard of, of terrible horror stories. You know, I did some work with the Ali Forney Center early on, and I, I, I practically cried the whole time at the event. Yeah. Um. And there are heartbreaking stories, so I always count myself very lucky, and I, I, you know, I, I always acknowledge that sometimes, you know, I'm a, I got lucky.
1: Yeah, um, I am also one of the lucky ones, and I think it's important that we share our stories for that one person out there that may be listening to the pod on the down low, mm-hmm. you know, under the covers, in the closet, under the bed, yeah. wherever you're listening, to to just express that it is okay and that it does get better, right? Mm. It may get yes, it may get a, a little worse before it gets better, but you know, like that there are people thriving and doing excellent excellent things out there. So thank you. Thank well, you yeah. for sharing your story. I of think course. it's very important. So Before we get into Thanksgiving, which is why I really have you here, because it's the day before Thanksgiving, everybody is stressed out, hopefully this pod is like calming you down out there while the cranberry sauce burns on the stove, Um, I think it would be fun to take you through my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the pod, a little bit of food news update! Food news. Up. Food news. Honey, you ain't ready. Girl. Spill the tea. Food news up. Jimmy Dean's sausage-scented wrapping paper is back in case you were worried. Thank you delish.com. Wow. Well, I've always loved Jimmy's sausage, you know, but uh, I haven't met a man named Jimmy whose sausage I didn't <laughs> like if we're going to do it. Exactly. Let's do it. So being a pit master and a big meat guy, uh, would you use uh, sausage scented wrapping paper?
0: Well, I think I think I would, uh, especially for my husband, because he likes to try to figure out what the gift is. So I think it would be good to sort of throw him off the scent, as it were.
1: That's incredible. So just for you all out there um, and you meat lovers, this one's for you. The recipe gift exchange that Jimmy Dean is doing is a fun way for loyal Jimmy Dean customers to share their favorite dishes to make using Jimmy Dean products. All you have to do is upload a photo through their website of your homemade recipe and then choose what gift you want in return. The offer is only valid to December 17th. And these gifts are you can get a sausage packet ornament, some cowboy slipper boots some sausage flavored candy canes jimmy dean logo socks sweet and savory lip balm, and sausage scented wrapping paper that's amazing i love that right i personally would want this uh, the cowboy slipper boots (laughs) right Uh, how do you feel about sausage flavored candy canes
0: Oh, I'd be into that. I'd be into a sausage flavored candy. Cane. I like weird flavors. Like I, I get excited like at the ballpark when the food comes out of a bag. Like I get yeah. really into like that intense flavor and I'm, that fake flavor. I'm
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it too. There, um, there's a company out there. I forget which one. They were doing, um. Kale candy canes. Ooh, I would do that. Yeah, kale candy canes, pork candy canes, and mac and cheese candy canes. Oh, I
0: would I would
1: devour a mac and cheese candy cane. Yeah, That'd I think be right. it was Archie's, if I'm not mistaken. If you're listening, send some over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy Dean, we are here for your wrapping paper and um, for the sausage scent of it all. Hardee's is testing out a Thanksgiving in a box meal with chicken tenders and toasted green beans. Mm. Have you okay. ever had Hardee's? I don't think I've ever had a Hardee's. Well,
0: it's actually funny. My great uncle was one of the first inve- investors in Harvey's. True story. Yeah. In a Hardee's? Yeah. yeah, not Hardee's. In Hardee's? Yeah, the, it's now owned by Carl's Jr. So if you've been to a Carl's Jr., they're very similar. Oh. My grandfather used to wake us up in the morning, and he used to wear these banana yellow pants, and he'd be like, it's Hardee's time. It's Hardee's time. We'd go get chicken biscuits <laughs> from Hardee's. Yeah.
1: I don't know whether to be terrified or <laughs> it was. It was, a <laughs> it was a little terrifying.
0: He's a good old Southern boy, so he, you know, he's a little scary.
1: That's hysterical. So folks out there, um, and thank you once again to delish.com. The Thanksgiving box is full of fried foods inspired by everyone's favorite gluttonous holiday. Um, They have um, stuffing chicken tenders, right? Chicken tenders that are hand breaded with sage and herb stuffing breading. And then they pack the box with sweet potato waffle fries and a special take on green bean casserole, toasted onion green beans, essentially green beans in toasted onion breading that they fry again. and then they serve on the side some savory chicken gravy as a dipping sauce. Oh yeah. Yeah, the meal is only 699, but you have to go all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. to get it. Oh well, I'm going to Florida next week so I'll be there. How do you feel about Thanksgiving in a box?
0: Um, well, I don't like anything in a box generally, but I think, uh, you know, I love those flavors. And I think that there is something that everyone has a great Thanksgiving memory. I hope, I okay, hope are, everyone is being
1: very diplomatic about Yeah, yeah <laughs> I am. I'm a you don't want to be like, that sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not a replacement
0: for Thanksgiving. Hopefully it is like a, you know, it's like the pumpkin spice latte, right? People like that, you know, they have pumpkin pie once a year. So hopefully yeah. you're not having to replace your Thanksgiving with Hardee's. And if yeah. you are... Let me know. You're welcome to come over to my house, and Uh, we'll have you over. Yeah,
1: Double Scorpio just came out with some pumpkin spice poppers. Have you heard about them? I mean,
0: everything is pumpkin spice right now. Down to your poppers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's
1: crazy. (laughs) Well, Hardee's, thanks for Thanksgiving in a box. I hope it's a success. Pringles is selling Turducken Friendsgiving kit with chicken, turkey, and duck-flavored chips. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now, is Pringle or a real chip? This is a this is a hot debate. I feel it's it's in the same debate bucket
0: as is is a taco a sandwich. I mean, like I consider it. A chip. It's crispy. It claims to be a chip. Yeah. It may be like what is it? A composite of potatoes. And my one of our housemates on Fire Island is obsessed with Pringles. And I mean, I've seen him take down an entire bottle of it, or, a, or is it a can, bottle? Can uh, can a can mm-hmm. right. an entire can of Pringles, and uh,
1: just seeing the joy on his face is enough for me to call it a chip. Wow! Well, uh, Pringles once again has brought back its Thanksgiving flavored chip kits, and this year they've gone totally extra. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like: chicken, duck, and turkey flavored chips that can be stacked together to create a turducken. I love it! Right. Right? I mean, what more do you want? And if that wasn't enough, the kit will also feature cranberry sauce, stuffing, and pumpkin pie flavored crisps to complete your meal. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm here for it. I, love I it. am here for it. Love if it, you'd man. like to get your hands on a kit for your upcoming celebrations, they'll be available starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday on Kellogg's website. That was last Thursday, y'all. So hopefully, they're not sold out. On this, the day before Thanksgiving. I know. Some
0: Pringled chips watching the game. Go Lions.
1: Uh, are you? Oh, oh, really? No, okay. no. I'm actually a
0: Chargers fan. But.
1: <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. And with that, I think this is a great end, too. Food news update. Now, wait. Chargers and Lions. We're talking football. Yeah, football. Huh? All right. The Chargers are from where? They're
0: from San Diego, yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm a living stereotype. Well, they're L.A. now. They're
0: L.A. now, but they're San Diego. And
1: the Lions are from where? Detroit. And who's playing this year?
0: Uh, I think it's it's always the Lions on Thanksgiving. Like it's a tradition or something. Oh, is I there? don't know who they're playing, but I think it's I, I think it's always the Lions. I don't. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I don't, don't actually know. know that well. I'm not that big of a. Oh, I'm a little bit of one. All right. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. How'd you meet your husband?
0: Uh, we met in um, we did we met in a bar. Okay. Um, a friend of ours introduced us. I had a friend that I went to high school that was working here, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and he introduced us. And And at first, uh, as he tells it, I rejected him for, like, seven months. The truth was I was new to New York. I was broke. I couldn't pay my cell phone bill, so I was calling from payphone. So it was, like, it was such a hassle, you know. You've, yeah. you've all been there. You've yeah. all been there. And so I, uh, I went, and um, finally, after a little while, he, like, He called me and he he said, hey, why don't we, why don't we hang out? I'm having this party. And then, um, then it was, uh, you know, a love match after that. Yeah. What does he do? Uh, he's a talent manager. Yeah. I'm supposed to say vacuum salesman. Sorry. He's a vacuum salesman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A Hoover, if you will. (laughs) He said it, Kyle, not me. (laughs) So on to Thanksgiving, as, as the children stress out uh, with all their last Mm -hmm. minute Thanksgiving preparations and whatnot, is there a key to, uh, is there a key to your like last minute, like prep, you know, Uh, coming from a professional here, organization, I could imagine is a big deal, but like, all right, I'm, I'm a novice. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm freaking out.
0: Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, I think I think, you know, starting the night before is really important, you know, like really thinking about what can you do the day before. Make the cranberry sauce, um, you know, cut your green beans. Any little element that you can do the, the night before is very helpful because it just takes away the stress. If you're baking yeasted rolls like they do in the South, like every good Thanksgiving meal has, like bake those yeasted rolls maybe the day before. Don't don't try to crowd your oven. Um, plan it out. I, you know, draw it out if you need to, like whatever, however your brain works, like really a good plan is important. Other important thing you need to remember is it's Thanksgiving. It's your family. They love you. Just like get some food on the table, do the best you can. Worst that happens, you got to call for takeout. I mean, just really enjoy yourself and don't forget. That's actually why I cook every year during Thanksgiving, uh, because everyone else stresses out and I'm just... Don't stress, you just, you just make something great and celebrate each other and you'll be fine.
1: Great, are you a wet brine, dry brine, no brine kinda of guy? So
0: I go to Thanksgiving at my father's house in Georgia, and most of my life I was flying in like Wednesday at 10 o'clock for the Thursday meal, so I never really had time to brine, so this is what I do with the turkey now. So I take uh, warm water, butter, and spices, Salt and then melt it and use a syringe to inject it into the turkey. So it's like a quick brine. Yeah. And it's, it's oh, a delicious turkey. Yeah. Because, oh. you know, let's be honest. Like, we don't have
1: room in our New York apartments or wherever you are. You don't have room for your turkey and all your Thanksgiving needs. You better believe that I have brined a turkey in one of those. Wow. Um, I live in 120 square feet of Times Square Beauty. Yes. Um, I am not even kidding. Wow. And I got one of those buckets from Home Depot, yes. put a trash bag in it, threw the turkey in. Um, with some ice and all the brine and then another pack of ice. Yeah,
0: uh, like bag. halfway through, yeah.
1: All the way th- through. I mean, you know, two days with that turkey just sitting in a bucket <laughs> of ice and brine.
0: That's so New York.
1: That's New yeah. York realness right there. Right? Yeah. And I made an 18-pound turkey out of my convection oven. Really? Yeah. Hamilton. impressive. Hamilton Beach, baby. <laughs> Not a-, a sponsor, but I am a fan of you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. Do you have any... um Last week on the pod, I had uh, Dan Whalen from the Food in My Beard, and we were talking about like weird food mashups or um, things to like kind of spice up your Thanksgiving. Any, any, any like off, not not off, but any non-traditional. That's what the word I'm looking for. Any non-traditional things that like kind of are your faves. Are you just like a complete? Traditional kind of guy.
0: I always try to throw something in there, you know, whatever in the moment is sort of the thing I'm obsessed with. Um, I always say, don't be afraid. If, If you love Asian food, don't be afraid to, you know, glaze your Brussels sprouts with some sort of fun teriyaki glaze. You know, if you're into, curry don't don't be afraid to use curry you know i do um last year i was on this big pinto bean kick i just like needed beans at every single meal i don't know what's wrong with me and uh
1: kyle's not puerto rican
0: is he he is puerto rican actually yeah that's that's it (laughs) uh maybe it was maybe was that um but yeah so i i like cooked beans in the slow cooker for thanksgiving and and they were a hit i mean and not black eyed peas like cooked a pinto bean um, so I just think it's like, think about flavors you love and don't be, a, don't, there's no rule to Thanksgiving saying you can't do it. I mean, there would be a riot if there wasn't a turkey on the table in my house, but, mm-hmm. um, other than that, like have some fun with it or, or spice up your cranberry sauce. Why can't cranberry sauce have jala, have
1: jalapenos in it? It'd be delicious. Yeah. You know? I used to make, I think it was from Epicurious. They have a Cosmo cranberry sauce. Oh, delicious. Love it. Delicious. Cause there's a real vodka, that goes in it right yeah. at the end, so it doesn't cook off. Love it. So you're, it's like you're taking Jello shots with every bite of turkey. That's what, yeah, no, <laughs> and with some families, you need the extra Jello shots. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So you'll you'll be spending Thanksgiving with your family in Georgia. Um, is Kyle come with you? Does he not come with you? Kyle
0: Kyle comes with me every year. Um, uh-huh. It is a, a I basically before we got married, it was very clear that Thanksgiving was my holiday with my father in Georgia. And uh, he, Christmas we spend with his family in New Jersey.
1: Yes. Now, are you eating? Wait a minute. We just got to skip forward to Christmas. Are you having all the Puerto Rican food? Are you having coquito and pernil well, and well, like?
0: Well, Jersey, Jersey is a funny thing because Jersey's more Italian than Puerto Rican. So uh, I always say he's, uh, you know, ethnically Puerto Rican and culturally Italian.
1: So you're just <laughs> there's lasagna. Yeah. Lasagna. Yeah. My mother makes lasagna too. It's a. It's uh, a. Randomly. a Right, it's a weird and thing. We, but we grew up in Brooklyn, uh, kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, you end Brooklyn. Up, yeah, you end up being like Italian, Jewish, Rican. <laughs> uh, Italian,
0: Jewish, Rican. I love yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so, uh, some some sort of something, but uh, no coquito even. No, 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 no co- Nothing? coquito. Nothing. Uh-uh. Uh, do you know what that is? No, it's um, the Isn't that with the um?
0: What is that? Wait, tell me again.
1: Uh, no, it's um, Puerto Rican eggnog. So oh, they no, use. No, but you know
0: what I'm going to make it this year. Uh, well, I. Any recipe?
1: I'll give. I'll get you one. I'll get you Mama Gladys's secret recipe because it's intense. My friend Cedric, um, shout out to you if you're listening, almost uh, st- uh, stabbed a knife <laughs> right through his hand getting the coconut out of the. Oh, it's
0: made with like a coconut milk.
1: Really, uh, like oh, yeah. fresh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fresh and 151 rum. Oh yeah. Yeah, and cinnamon and coconut cream and the whole thing. It's a. Pro- it's an all-day process. That's but awesome. It's completely worth it. Um, I'll have to bring you some for sure. Definitely. Kyle, get your mama to make him some coquito. I It's it's a holiday must. Oh, okay, all right. It's a must. Um, and you'd appreciate, have you had pernil before?
0: I think so. It's Tell me again. Pork
1: shoulder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: pork shoulder, yeah. The, por- the pork, pork shoulder? We do it in a cajacina. We do the pork, you ever do a cajacina? It's no. like a box where you roast a pig in. No, yeah, we eat, like the whole pig. We I, I
1: love when you talk dirty to yeah. me, though. A big pig box. Are, are we at the eagle or are we at Hill Country Barbecue?
0: <laughs> Every day's the eagle with me, I think.
1: Oh, oh, all right. So, on to Top Chef. <laughs> you finished top seven,
0: yeah. Top seven, huh? top
1: seven. What yeah. was that
0: like? Uh, almost winning sucks, <laughs> winning is better, but no, it was great. It was a great experience. Um, You know, I learned a lot sort of about, I mean, you really learn about yourself. Like, I learned, it sounds so stupid when I say this, and I think I sound a little bit like an idiot, but I learned that really all you need for cooking is like a little bit of passion, a fire, and like, that's it. Like, you just need to cook like that. I was very into the proper way to perform in a kitchen, the proper way to work in a restaurant, and I just kind of like, Top Chef really brought me out of that shell that you can be so successful in in any way. Um, And there, you know, I was on a season with great chefs, Yeah, I should drop some more names. No, no,
1: no, I've seen them. I'm seeing them. They're like the real deal. Yeah, they are the real deal. And then um, and then on to uh, Chopped. What was Chopped like?
0: Chopped was more fun because I I had done reality TV. So Chopped was funny. I I kind of got on it at the last minute. You know, I I knew one of the people that worked on it and she called me. She's like, hey, you want to come on like this weekend? I said, "Okay." Um, and it was it was fun. It was a fun experience. It's quick. It's one day. Top Chef is five weeks. Yeah. So it's one day, quick shoot. Um, and I had a one in four chance of winning a bunch of money, so I, I took it. But Angie Marr, I don't know if you know Angie. I don't. She was on that season. She's the chef of the Beatrice Inn and she um, just kicked my ass. She's so good. She is so talented. So I love
1: that. Now, wait, going back to top chef for uh, a minute. The dish that took you down, I was reading oh, and I didn't understand it. So I, it was like cold pork?
0: Yeah. It was um, like a
1: pork and wine challenge, like matching pork to pinot noirs or Yeah, right? yeah.
0: It was it was uh, that's exactly it. It was uh, pork and pinot, which is a Charlie Palmer event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it well. I haven't thought about it in a while. So thanks for bringing up such Sorry, happy memories. Just
1: pouring salt in the wound, <laughs> you know, so, you know, the gauge. Just, yeah, just, just love it. <laughs> to tear you down to build you up. Right.
0: Um, so, so anyway, so I was, I, I just couldn't figure out what to cook for this challenge. And, and, you know, after I think I was at like week three, my brain was just dead and I, I was tired and hung over. And I didn't know what to do. And, and I was talking to somebody. I was like, it's so hot. It's 110 degrees. And Eli said to me, he's like, why don't you just do like a cold smoked pork? And I, I love smoked food. And I was like, that's a great idea. It was a terrible idea. The worst idea ever.
1: How does one even begin to make cold smoked pork? Because it doesn't have to get hot at some point. <laughs> yeah. So you
0: make it the day before, you cook it, and then you serve it cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was stupid. And a uh, huge mistake. It's
1: like ham salad.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, what was not it? <laughs> and even as I was putting on the, I actually went to the culinary producer afterwards. I was like, I can't do this dish. I got to do something else. And I was already committed to the dish. And she's like, you know, sorry. You just got to do it. Um. And uh, there was actually an element of the dish I didn't do, which was I was going to do grits, which has become sort of a passion of mine. I make grits all the time now. Yeah. And I didn't do it, and uh, I lost for a good reason. I felt I felt okay losing on that dish.
1: Um, it, it looked... I watched a bit of the episode and it oh, looked wow. pretty incredible. So listen, I, I had to do my homework when I have television chef royalty in <laughs> front of no me. You know? So especially television gay royalty <laughs> at that, that cook. Hello. Piaz, I think you and my mother would have a love affair because she loves her some grits. Oh loves yeah, we should? loves her some grits. And I bet you and you would love her cookie though. I, I'm into it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, she's it. going to. We'll do a special side podcast, right? Mom, mom and guest. <laughs> I don't know if I could have my mom on the pod.
0: Hey, I grew up on Gladys Drive, so maybe it's a whole uh, weird uh, connection. Know. We're, we're it's just like...
1: a Hartney's connection, a Gladys crazy, connection. Yeah. Yes. Um, so on to all these other television experiences yeah. that you. have What was Rachel Ray like?
0: Oh, Rachel's amazing. I, I I've met her a few times at food and wine events, and and she's super awesome, and she's just bubbly and amazing, and. It was great doing her show because it's first of all it's it's an organized machine. Like all of these shows are so good. They're like stand here, say this, and go. (laughs) Ready, set. Yeah. Um, So I really like working with her. You know, she she's great. She does her actually her um she's her studio is down the block. I don't know if you know it's like Chelsea Studios. So she does her after Christmas party here every year. So
1: oh, or usually I think she does it. How does somebody get an invite to that, Jesus? I'll I'll sneak you in the back, right? Um, I I love a back door. (laughs) No, would you say that like this television journey that you've been on has? like taught you something like what was like the big takeaway from all of this
0: the the biggest takeaway is i think a takeaway we all struggle with it's like be your authentic self and that is actually what people want to see and you know when i was on top chef you know i i just should have done been more myself i mean i was pretty much myself i actually the only person that ever quoted sondheim on on top chef
1: i I love that what was the quote uh bears
0: are sweet you ever see a bear with 40 foot feet (laughs) (laughs) um Anyway, so yeah, I think, it's, I think it's about being yourself on television. And you realize when you watch yourself, you can see like all of your false tics. And, you know, unless you're a, a, a sociopath, you see the, that, that falseness and you go, whoa, 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 no, that's not me. I need to be truer to that. And then you get back on TV and you realize, okay, I, I can still be charming and witty and, and, and cool and exciting, but just, just be yourself. And, and that comes through the camera very easily. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was almost on uh, Cooks versus Cons. Oh, yeah. A, a, amongst a bunch of other shows that I was almost on. But that one, I got to do a live cook yeah. for them. The 30-minute race yep. against the clock. It's crazy, right? It is the most insane thing I have ever done. Um, Because that that was one of those shows, too, where they give you a secret ingredient. And so you had to to make your signature dish and incorporate this um, secret ingredient, which which happened to be cauliflower.
0: Okay, great.
1: And I make a killer mac and cheese. Okay. So I I made a curried cauliflower mac and cheese. Delicious. Um, It was incredible and 30 minutes in 30 minutes, but running around. And I tried, uh, I tried something different because all, you know, all these producers are watching you and the whole thing is, are you a cook or are you a con? So, you know, all those delish, tasty videos Mm -hmm. that are on and they're always cooking pasta in milk, which is like a little risky sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was like, let me try my hand at this and cooking the pasta. For the like, first time on the show? For the first time, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me see if it works. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it sure as hell worked. Yeah. But it that's a low and slow process, which I didn't realize. Yeah. But, so it took, it ate a lot of time. So thank God it was just quick to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it came out really, really amazing. I'm sad. I don't think that show ever really took off. No, I, I no. think you had
0: maybe a half season and yeah. just fell apart. Well, you should keep your eye out, because I am on another show, which I can't tell you what show it is,
1: but it is a Ah. cooking competition show that will be coming out next year sometime. Oh, I want to, I want a battle. I want a barbecue battle you. I, Let's I do t- it.
0: <laughs> the great thing about a barbecue battle is, you know, if we really did one, we'd have two smokers, that's two right. people, two smokers getting their briskets in. And then we just sit and have beers for 12 hours. That's great. So that's great. And just throwing wood on the fire.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Do you have a favorite barbecue sauce? That's not Hill Country made. Yes. We have to shout out to you Hill Country. But <laughs> like, do you have a favorite like uh, store shelf barbecue sauce?
0: Um, Not really. I usually make mine. Um, I I, uh, yeah, not really. I mean, it's no? I don't use a lot of barbecue sauce to be honest. I think if you're cooking great barbecue, you don't need sauce. Um, but yeah, definitely don't really have a fave on the shelf. My favorite condiment is tabac- Tabasco. Really? That's, yeah, I use that a lot. I that's just I think just a dash of that. I actually put that in my grits. A Dash oh. of that in grits, it's pretty amazing.
1: Oh, I'm I, Tabasco is such a specific flavor for so me. So specific that I. It, I like seldomly use it. Yeah, I love it. Except for that Chipotle Tabasco. That Chipotle Chipotle Tabasco. tabasco. Yeah, I have been known to drop one of those in my purse. Oh yeah, uh, leaving a Chipotle restaurant. (laughs) 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 That's okay. They got the money. They can handle it. They can handle it. No, I'm more, when it comes to hot sauce, obviously I'm a Frank's guy in certain I respects. I But uh, Cholula. Oh, Cholula, uh, yeah. Chili garlic. Have you had the chili garlic? I Cholula? haven't had the chili garlic oh, yet, no. Oh, so good. I'm on it. And Valentina.
0: That's, that's awesome. That's LA gay. That's amazing. Yeah? That's like West Hollywood realness, the Valentina. Yeah.
1: It's oh. everywhere. <laughs> Do you know random uh, story? I was just at a steakhouse, Rocco's, to be exact. Oh, cool. Let, I'm going to call uh-huh. you out, Mr. Rocco. We ordered steak tartare, and uh, the Macedonian waiter, he's like, "It's very delicious. Has the egg yolk and comes with special Valentine sauce." <laughs> and we're like, "Oh yeah, okay, Valentine's." Oh yeah, what is that? I'm like, yeah, we're here for it. Let's have yeah, it. Yeah. Comes out with the egg yolk and the steak tartare, and there's this red sauce on the side. We mix it all together, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is Valentine." valentine. <laughs> I love that. Not Rocco. I was like, Rocco, you tried this. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, speaking of California Gay, and before we wrap this up, do you are, are you a drag queen fan? Do you have a favorite drag queen? Seeming how uh, you quoted purse first,
0: I've heard, I, I've heard some things. So, so I just I, I've only seen one episode of it so far, but we just started watching um, the London, the England, the UK, drag, the UK Drag Race. I, I haven't
1: seen any of it. Oh, but it's ahead.
0: it's amazing. I love that. And there's a, a, a drag queen called Bag of Chips, so I'm a little bit obsessed with. Uh-huh.
1: But like people i like to see i love uh busted you ever see busted yeah i've seen busted (laughs) busted is amazing she's crazy in your mouth listeners busted the last time i saw busted she had her kitten heel granny shoes duct taped to her feet it's she's she's nuts i love her um you know but yeah i I love uh head of
0: lettuce i think it's funny head of
1: lettuce is insane she's my favorite logan hardcore Yes, yeah. yes, friends. Yeah, okay. yeah, so there's a
0: lot of really... And they're just so talented. It's just it's just mind-blowing. I, I yeah, love a it's good a hard show.
1: life. It's That life is not easy. <sighs> I don't know how... And expensive. That's So, so expensive. expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. How, how any of those girls afford to do it in this city and keep a closet full of boy clothes and then <laughs> an entire wardrobe of wigs, I mean, makeup, crazy. and girl clothes? It's crazy. I will never know. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, well, I want to thank you so much for coming to... Uh, Giving time out of your busy schedule here at Hill Country of course for little old me oh well thank you for um, having me finally uh, well oh. alright alright shady boots <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back um but no this has been really really special awesome. and um just really really great um I, I wish you uh, the happiest of Thanksgiving happy to Thanksgiving you. to you and Kyle um little known fact I'm actually in Italy right now <laughs> <laughs> oh wow I'll be in Italy during Thanksgiving perfect um so, yeah. so you will have
0: lasagna. That's good. Yeah.
1: Hello. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Um, I feel honored to have you. And um, I'm ha- I'm so ex- ecstatic to have your story out there, you know. Awesome. The, thank for you, for thank the you for doing this. Hear. Yeah, anytime. And as always, uh, folks, uh, Ash, tell the kids where to find you on the social medias.
0: Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at
1: ashfalk. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Nice easy. and easy. Um, I got and- in early. <laughs> And as always out there, um, don't forget to rate and review the pod. Follow me on on, at In Your Mouth Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or send me some love notes uh, to uh, nyc at gmail.com. Or if you want to send me hate mail, you could send it, as always, to at Bianca Del Rio on (laughs) Instagram. Um, And once again, folks, thank you for listening to... In yo mouth, <laughs>